Super Talk Mississippi media production. Let's talk about this matchup in greater detail. Joining me now, my co-host on Sports Talk Mississippi, one of the voices of college basketball on the SEC Network, and noted scalawag Richard Cross is here with us. Richard, this Ole Miss team, I mean, you bring in a coach like Chris Beard, you know they're going to be better than they were a season ago. The guy's a top-tier coach in college basketball. They bring in some talent. But nobody, even the most red and blue glasses wearing Ole Miss fan, couldn't have predicted they would be as good as they've been this, thus far this year. How much of that is just what Beard has brought to this program, and how much of that is now they've got some talented players that maybe we don't talk enough about? I think a combination of the two. Um, I think the fact that they've been good in game-ending situations, if you go back to the non-conference and you think about some of the close wins they had early, Sorry, my voice is still not all the way back. I'm trying. Um, the hero, folks. Um, you know, some of the close wins that they had in the non-conference, even at home where they weren't playing particularly well, but they found ways to win. Um, I, I think that points to to coaching and being being ready for tight late-game situations. Um, you know, in league play, they've been really good at home, but the win at Texas A&M on Saturday night was huge. Uh, they were down, what, Maybe if, if not double digits, really close to it, seven, eight, nine in the first half. They close the half on I think an eleven zero run. Uh, they they get the big shot from Morrell right before halftime to actually take a lead into the locker room after not playing particularly well, but kind of rebounding well enough to stay in it. And then they push that lead out to double digits early in the second half. Texas A and M makes a run as you expect a team to do at home. They kind of withstood that run, found themselves down six or seven, you know, in the last six, seven minutes of the game, and then they get the the really big shot. So the end-of-game situations, I think, point to Chris Beard. But, yeah, playmakers as well. And, you know, it's funny. Jane and I were actually talking about this during the game the other night. Ole Miss is a pretty experienced basketball team. Um, and, and it's a combination of, of experience at Ole Miss and experience from guys – that, that came in. So Juju Murray, who hits the big shot at the end, he was on that St. Peter's team that made the run in the NCAA tournament. Um, uh, CSA has been around different programs and, and has been an impact player. Um, and, and then you take the Ole Miss guys, you know, Jamin Brakefield, who's in his fourth year at Ole Miss, Matt Morrell, who's in his fourth year at Ole Miss. These guys have seen a lot and they've, they've lost a lot, <laughs> but they've seen a lot of situations. And, and so, being old and being experienced, I think, is a good thing. Yeah, these are two of the most experienced teams in the SEC going at it uh, yeah. t- Tuesday night. This is an Ole Miss team. I-, I don't want to say lives and dies by the three, but they shoot the three ball really, really well, 38%. And it's an interesting matchup because yeah. State is one of the best perimeter defending teams in the country, only giving up 27 28% from behind the line. Is it, is it just going to come down to that for Ole Miss if State can neutralize their ability to shoot threes? Can the Rebels still win? I mean, I don't think Ole Miss can shoot 26% from three and win the game. I don't know that they've got to shoot 40%, but, you know, somewhere in that range. They've got to they've got to be efficient. Uh, they've got to have efficiency on the offensive end. And I think largely they've done that. And, you know, you've got so many teams. You, you think about Alabama and the style that they play and Florida and the style that they play where it's, it's three or get to the rack. And that's not really what Ole Miss does. There is a mid-range game there. You've seen it with Morrell. You've seen it with Brakefield. You've seen it with – Al Flanagan. I mean, Ole Miss shoots a lot of 15-foot jump shots, uh, and they make those at a pretty high clip. So it's efficiency on the offensive end. And 
obviously, hey, that an area that Mississippi State has had issues this year has been at the free throw line. Ole Miss has been really, really good at the free throw line when it counts, especially going back to Saturday night at A&M. They hit six huge ones in a row in the final minute of the game to allow them to escape with that win. So I don't know that it's necessarily live or die by the three, but they can't have a night where they go three for 26 and expect to win either. On the other side of that, Ole Miss is a team that, you know, they have a lot of size. They have some length, and that can bother Tolu Smith. You called the State-Auburn game. I thought Auburn did a really good job of, of covering up Tolu, and it was State's role players who had to step forward and help State in that, that basketball game. Ole Miss defensively, do you feel like that they, have, they match up well with what State wants to do offensively? Yeah, you know, my initial thought prior to to what you just referenced on Saturday with Auburn is, no, I don't think it's a great matchup because I think that the strength and the girth of uh, of Tolu Smith in the post is, is just a problem. But Ole Miss has faced some big guys down low, some thicker guys, and they've defended them pretty well. And then so, – so in State's game against Auburn, um, Dylan Cardwell got into foul trouble and was a non-factor. And he was the guy that I thought might really bang – down low with Tolu Smith in that ball game. And so it was left to Janai Broom, who he, he's thicker than Cissé. He's thicker than Sharp for Ole Miss. But he's not that prototypical. I, I mean, he'll stretch his post game out to 15 feet and, and kind of work his way down. It's not just he camps out eight feet from the basket and, and can't do anything else. So I, I think there's some similarities in terms of shot blocking ability and athleticism with Musa Cisse and Jamarian Sharp, uh, that maybe that maybe is a little similar to what Auburn had with Cardwell not in the game, but I still think Tolu Smith is a, a really important player, and I know he was just shy of a double double on Saturday, but but I thought he was a little less effective on Saturday than he has been in some Agreed. recent. Agreed. Yeah, he he just didn't he didn't take a lot of shots. I mean, there's just no getting around that. But I, mean, I think part of that was what Auburn did. But part of it was, you know, State had some other guys hitting, and maybe he, he did play facilitator a little bit more. He had a few assists. I'll tell you, I think it's huge for Mississippi State and and played maybe his best game of the season uh, on Saturday against and Auburn Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. So athletic. Um, that matchup at the four with Matthews and Jamin Brakefield, that one could be a really fun one to watch. So every year in this game, at least once, one Ole Miss player has an incredible game. Uh, Brian Tyree, Stephon Moody, uh, a couple years ago was Morrell. He had 30 points against Mississippi State. Who's it going to be? This Blake Henson. Blake Henson. We were talking about him earlier this morning. Yeah, it's just every year that somebody comes out and has a career game in, in this for Ole Miss. Who's it going to be this year? You know, my, my first go-to would be Jamin Brakefield. But I kind of go back to what we were saying just a second ago. I think Cam Matthews is playing at a high level. And so I don't think he shuts Brakefield down, but I think maybe neutralizes him. So instead of a, a night where he goes for for 24 and 8, it could be, a, you know, like an 11 and 6 night for, for Jamin Brakefield. I think Morell's a possibility. Uh, he did not play particularly well um, on the road against Texas A&M. He shoots it really well in the pavilion. Um but it's also kind of hard to to pick against Jamal or uh, um, Jalen Murray right now, Juju Murray, uh, who's playing with a lot of confidence. He's not big. Um, as much as I love Josh Hubbard, I'm not sure that he's quite there defensively yet, uh, and, and so I'm not sure that he's going to lock Murray down from a defensive standpoint. Might have some open looks. Um, 
So I don't know. I, that that actually is really something interesting to watch. Speaking of Hubbard, obviously we all know the story. Signed with Ole Miss out of high school, and then when Kermit Davis is uh, was fired, he opens up his recruitment again, ends up at Mississippi State. What kind of reception should he expect uh, tomorrow night in the pavilion? I, I mean, I don't think it'll be um, – <laughs> He's not going to get the Bart Heights treatment. I mean, he's just, I mean, he's just, uh, you know, he's not going to get the Shane Power treatment. I've always said, like, the the good white player on the visiting team is the biggest target for every student section ever. It's true. Uh, Go back to to Jay Will at Florida or or whoever you want to pick. Uh, You know, Todd Abernathy when he was at Ole Miss, Michael White, Keith Carter, those guys got hammered. I'd say Uh, your athletic director over there would definitely probably agree with you on this. Yeah, he, he certainly would qualify. I don't think he gets that kind of treatment. I think there is um, – the, the Ole Miss fans that have paid attention would tell you, man, I really wish he was wearing red and blue instead of maroon and white. Yeah. I, I think there's a healthy level of respect. You know, the, the, the interesting thing about that is, and I've, I've talked to, to Ole Miss people and to Mississippi State assistant coaches as well, and even Chris Jans himself, nobody expected uh, – nobody expected Hubbard to be what he's been. They knew he was good. They knew he could score – um, I asked Chris Jans before the Vanderbilt game. I was like, hey, are you worried at all about him hitting the freshman wall? Out of gas. He goes, I'm really not. And he said it's because of his maturity. And, and he said, you know, there, there's on the floor maturity, which he's got and, and plays with a high level of. He said, but it's the off the court stuff, too. He really takes care of his body. He eats well. Uh, he's a hard worker in the gym. He's always on time. He's conscientious. All, all the things that you would expect a second or third year player to be, he is in his first year. And he said, I think that allows him to kind of avoid that. And we saw it on Saturday, obviously, in uh, in Starkville. Jan says the same things about me. He takes care of my body, you know, eats well, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, maybe not the old you, but the new you, of course. Yeah, there you go. Um, but the environment overall, you expect a really big crowd for this one, right? Yeah, last thing I saw, there were a couple hundred tickets remaining. Uh, Ole Miss has got back-to-back home games this week, Tuesday night against Mississippi State, Saturday against Auburn. I think collectively it'll be the best two-game stretch of home atmosphere since the pavilion has opened. Um, and and it, it's set up because Ole Miss gets that road win. Uh, in-state rivalry game and all those things. But it's more about a, a really big opportunity for a team that a year ago right now was completely dead. There was no energy, no emotion, no enthusiasm. And now you've got a team that is legitimately, uh, legitimately in the NCAA tournament conversation. Yeah, it's been a long time since this game had any real meeting. I think you got to go back to you know Kermit Davis's first year in Oxford uh, yeah. when both teams made the NCAA tournament, which is the last time both teams made the NCAA tournament. So seven thirty tip and that year, both te- teams won on the road. That's correct. That's correct. So we'll see if that means anything for tomorrow's matchup. Also huge for you and I as the winner of this one. We breaks the tie for us now, and one of us will be one up in our bet against each other. See who has to look like an idiot at the uh, Palmer Home uh, Radiothon. Our bet that actually has no stakes, we're just kind of making up as we go along, right? No, no, it's, it is, is, we have, we know what it we is. We just decided to run it back? Yeah, we just, we ran it back. So, so there you go. All right. We will talk a lot more about this game for the next two days on Sports Talk Mississippi. So if you Thanks, missed Chief. that, it's always available on uh, the podcast form. Richard Cross, my good friend. Thanks for joining me, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chief. Thanks, pal. You got it, boss. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.